Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Better Things. Um, hmm, I was debating on whether I wanted to like put this episode or talk about this on my podcast because I feel like, um, you know, I just, I didn't know how I felt, um, but I think I'm just gonna go with it. I think it's something that is important to share and I think ultimately, um, we might all feel this way at some time, but pretty much, um, a while back, maybe like two years ago or a year and a half ago, I was going through the book of John and a lot of people like, um, John is in the new Testament. And, um, I'm just saying that just in case there's anybody who's listening, who's not a Christian or who's not very familiar with the Bible, but, John is in the New Testament of the Bible, and it's one of the Gospels. Um, It's part of that series, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, And it's the stories of Jesus, different accounts from different disciples. Um, And John is a disciple of Jesus who is writing this book um, on the account of Jesus when he comes to, um, you know, start his ministry on earth. Um... So a lot of people say that you should, like, if you're a new Christian and you want to understand the the Bible and the gospel of Jesus and what Jesus really did um, for humans, you should read the book of John. And John lays out the whole story, how, how you know, how Jesus came. He um, started his ministry. He walked with disciples um he taught them and he taught people about who he is and he started to point them towards him and point them um away from their sin and show him show them that he is the son of god and that he came to die for our sins um but anyway um i've always heard that that john is a very good book to start with so like a year to a year and a half ago i decided i was going to read john Um, because I hadn't really read it before. Um, I had read like parts of John, like John 4, um, you know, about Jesus and the Samaritan woman. And so I had studied like parts of John before and I knew that John was a good book to read. Um, And so I decided to read it. So I have an ESV, which is English Standard Version Bible. Um, And, you know, it's a pretty good pretty good um bible but anyway um I don't know why I mentioned that I just wanted you to know that (laughs) anyway so I'm reading through my bible um and I was super excited to like read it because I was like yes like I'm finally get to I'm finally going to know and understand deeply who Jesus is and I'm not just going to be talking about Jesus or talking about my relationship with Jesus from a standpoint of what I've heard or what I've um like seen about Jesus from other people but I'm going to actually encounter Jesus in these scriptures I'm going to experience Jesus he's going to reveal himself to me throughout these scriptures so I was super excited for that and um I definitely kind of went in with that expectation um so I started to read through John and the first two chapters are you know they're pretty good um John starts off with like this really intricate poem about how um God um the word was God and the word was with God and 
you know, how Jesus is light and he came to the world and they rejected him and he came to his own people and how um, if you're in the light, then there can't be any darkness. So it's this great, like, it sets up this great story for Jesus coming in. And then um, John 2 really talks about how, well, John 1 and 2, I'm sorry, um, talks about how, like, John recognizes Jesus. And then from there, it goes on to Jesus's ministry. And it's the first, um, what's the word? It's the first miracle that Jesus does um, at the wedding in Cana. I want to say Cana. I don't want to say Cana. Cana sounds better. So I don't know if it's Cana or not, but it's Cana. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, after that, we kind of get more into like um, Jesus kind of, or the disciples meeting Jesus for the first time and all that stuff. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about just like my perception of who Jesus was before really encountering these scriptures because I think it's important to note that in order for you guys to understand where I'm coming from. Um, so growing up in Christianity, um, you know, you have this, you have these very cultural, very um, human perspectives of who Jesus is because that's what you hear in church. That's what people tell you in conversations. Like, just trust Jesus. He loves you and he cares for you. And, you know, you'll always be safe with him, which are all very true statements. And scripture points to that. That's biblical. Um, but I think it's also important um, that I mentioned that I thought God was like this super like floaty like rainbows and butterflies I had this I had that was the perception I had of who Jesus was and um even saying that out loud now sounds silly but that's how I really felt um and I never perceived Jesus to be um what's the word like just honest you know um I think honest, I think I said, I think I thought Jesus was honest, but not in the way that Jesus is honest. I thought Jesus was honest in like, what does it look like to be honest? Um, or I don't even know. I think, I think I, I really wasn't maybe even thinking about honesty. I think I was thinking about more about like how Jesus is quote unquote nice. Right. And like reading through the scriptures, when I started to read through John 3, I first encountered the um, story of him and, and Nicodemus. Nicodemus is a Pharisee, and he is, it It mentions in, in um, John 3, 1, that he was a ruler of the Jews. So here you have this teacher who's like very theologically inclined. He knows a lot. He keeps the, the commandments, and he's, he works so hard to be pure and all these things and um you know he's really like trying to um not trying to he he he's he's here is this man who knows so much about the bible he knows so much about the rules and the books and all of that um 
and he encounters Jesus and he comes to Jesus and he talks to Jesus and he's saying, you know, I know he's pretty much saying to God, like, I know that or he's pretty much saying to Jesus, I know that you are the son of God because you're performing these miracles that only the son of God can. And so he's talking to him about salvation. He's like, um, you know, how can pretty much how can how can I be saved? Um, and Jesus is saying to him, like, you have to be born again. And Nicodemus is like, born again? Like, how can I be born again? Like, I'm born already. Like, do I have to enter my mother's womb again? And and Jesus is like, no, like, you have to be born again of the spirit. And Nicodemus is like all confused. And he's like, I don't really know what that means. Like, please tell me more. And Jesus, Jesus's response is not what I expected. I thought before reading the rest of that passage, I thought Jesus was going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. Here's here's what this means. But before answering his question about, you know, please tell me more. Jesus tells him, he says. He pretty much says, and I'm paraphrasing, but he pretty much says, like, you're a teacher of Israel and like you don't know you don't know this like you how do you not know this like you're a teacher and you don't know this like this is basic stuff like you don't know this stuff and um I think that was my first instance where I kind of like stopped Uh, my expectation of what Jesus's response to Nicodemus was going to be was a lot fluffier and a lot nicer I feel like, and obviously I don't know the tone of what, how Jesus was saying it. And I think that's important to take into consideration. But the whole point here is like, Jesus is not like, he's not limited to our expectations. Right. And so obviously our God is more than nice because he died on the cross for us and he saved us. He gave, he gave us the gift of salvation, the, the perfect gift from the perfect God. Um, and he was the perfect sacrifice. Um, I think Jesus also came to give us what we need and not what we want. And so I think even within, there's a lot of layers to my thought process right now, but just work with me. Um, I think in the account with Nicodemus and Jesus, Jesus gave Nicodemus what he needed in that moment, right? Here is this Pharisee who like, pretty much like and pharisees if you don't know are very like highly esteemed they they kind of make this whole big fuss and they cause a lot of trouble for jesus and the disciples um they're constantly persecuting them and constantly um trying to trick them and you know challenge jesus and the disciples to kind of get messed up and stumble or whatever um they also are looking to like kill them and kill jesus and so um you know here's this man who's kind of coming from that situation and he's asking god and i think um jesus is trying to get nicodemus to understand that like you can have all this knowledge of you know breaking down the scripture and this it means this and you can keep all these commandments that you want but if you don't understand who I am then you're you're you don't get it like you miss the whole point and so I think Jesus was trying to show him that like yeah you're a teacher but 
you don't know anything really and that is like that's that's so us right now right like in culture in american culture in any world culture really we know so much but we miss the whole point of living we miss the whole point of um who jesus is and you know and therefore we've missed we've missed the point of like a relationship with jesus we've missed the point of living this life you know um we're not on this earth just to like learn knowledge and retain knowledge and you know um all that stuff like it's it's great and and that's important to do but that's not our main goal our main goal is to be in relationship with jesus and to spread the word of god and show god that um or show other people what it's like to live a life um that is sacrificed to the god who who saved us by putting laying down his life um so even in reading this my expectation was like jesus is gonna you know say this or this um, and I think Jesus was is even challenging me in the, in this um, in this chapter of John because you know I'm not gonna lie I was kind of like God what like why would you respond to him like that and I remember it was like this really big thing for me like I just felt really like God started to like unravel like um, perceptions of him that I had and. I no longer had this box that I had put Jesus in. I didn't know how to define Jesus anymore. I was just like, this is this is challenging everything that I know or that I think I know about God. But I think Jesus is really telling me, like, hey, you didn't know me in that time. And, like, get to know me. And so um, it's not that God, it's not that Jesus doesn't love me because he loves me immensely. He walked this earth and then laid down his life for me with me in mind like it's not that he doesn't love me but love this perception of love that i have um is media tainted it's world tainted by this oh love is supposed to be easy love is supposed to um you know just be it's just supposed to be like butterflies and rainbows and pretty all the time what what jesus did for me was not pretty it wasn't pretty it has a an outcome that is beautiful, but his sacrifice of laying down his life, it was gory. It was scary. Um, scary. And I say scary because like I'm thinking about what I would feel like in that instance, you know, um, and it's it was it was a sacrifice. A sacrifice is not fun. Like a sacrifice is not something that we want to do all the time necessarily. Like you, you think about us when we make sacrifices for like our friends or our families, or if you're married or in a relationship, whatever, you make sacrifices because you love that other person. And although like you may have your own like desires and will for that, um, you know, you make that sacrifice because ultimately this person is more important than your own desires. And um, obviously it was Jesus's desire that we, you know, dwell with him for eternity. Um, and so that's why he made that sacrifice. Um, but yeah, I think this was the common theme of like, as I continued through John last year, I was reading these 
scriptures and I think partly because I didn't understand it, everything that Jesus was saying. And we know that when Jesus speaks, he's not just speaking like there's a there's a there's a um necessity to what he's saying. I don't really believe I don't believe that Jesus wasted words, right? Um there's a necessity to what he's saying and whoever he's speaking to um there he's he's giving them what they need in that moment and so um because he loves them and so like reading through scripture I was really like distraught last year and I was just like god like this doesn't seem nice to me like I don't know why you're being so mean that's literally what I told Jesus I was like I don't know what why you're being so mean and I read through like and it wasn't just like ESV because I was like okay well maybe I'm just reading it like with the wrong translation but I read it through like different translations translations message and ESV NLT um and amplified and I just remember being like okay god I'm I'm missing something here so all of that to say I did take a break from John for a while and I really like wrestled for a little bit and then I kind of forgot about it and then recently I feel like God was calling me to kind of like read through John again um and so this time I started like a bible study plan and so I think um all of that to say number one like Jesus is not condemning me for like my feelings in those moments towards him in fact he wants me I truly believe that he wants me to bring those things to him um and he wants to prove um prove that he is he wants me to see that that he is um who he says he is and so I think my questions and my um you know even my frustration with with Jesus in that moment will ultimately bring me closer to him and that's what I truly believed in that moment although I couldn't like actually bring myself to finish John in those moments um so I I let it go and you know in the past year I've read different um books of the Bible and I've really gotten to see Acts I just finished Acts and it's a great book uh it talks about community Um, It talks about all the disciples that kind of went and after Jesus um, went back up to heaven, testified about who Jesus is and told people the truth. And what's so interesting is that like when I was reading through Acts, and this is something that God is kind of just putting in my mind in this very moment. It's like when I was reading through Acts, um, Paul and Peter um, and Stephen, they all told truth in a way that, like, you would have read. And when I was reading, I was like, oh, like, yeah, they're bold. You know, wow, good for them. Like, they're standing up to people and they're telling people the truth about who Jesus is and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't even like they were always encountering bad people. They were just telling people truth. And so when I was like reading about how Paul was like saying these things and standing in front of people and whatever and reciting truth and reciting truth and never um, wavering, I was like, oh, wow, like Paul is so bold. He's so brave. Like, you know, he knows what he stands for, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, why when I was reading John, did I feel like Jesus was being mean and, you know, cutthroat and wow, Jesus, that was really harsh and blah, blah, blah. It's because 
I allowed my own mind to create a perception of who Jesus was without really submitting even that to Jesus. And I think there's danger in creating this false image of who Jesus is because, you know, our human mind can only fathom, um, like, so much, right? And so um, I feel like it's it's dangerous to really create this image of God that that God is is not and so I think we should really let scripture speak for itself and um, ultimately submit submit um, our feelings and our emotions to God and say you know God you know I read this passage and I don't understand it help me to understand he will give you that insight and I think it's also good um, to to read like maybe um books of the Bible that we might deem harder as, um, you know, as humans, I think it's important to read those books with commentaries as well, but ultimately to pray and ask God to reveal, um, his word or, you know, his intention through not even intention, but his truth through those scriptures, because I know God is, is always wanting to do that. And so I'm so excited to be reading through John a second time. I really know that God is going to bless me as I read through this, um, this book. And even though everything that I may read, I may not understand in that moment, or I may be challenged with, I know that it's growing me closer to God. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that Jesus loves me and, um, you know, that there are hard things that we go through. Right. And, and if Jesus, if Jesus was this, um, this representation of truth and, and sometimes like the reality is not so coddled, like it's not so not coddled, but it's not so wrapped in a bow and everything like Jesus was just open and honest in every situation. Um, and so I think I'm challenged with not trying to like put words in God's mouth or create this perception of God, because when I tell people about Jesus, I want to be telling them the truth. I don't want to be telling them what I perceive God to be or to sound like or to look like, whatever. Like, I want to relay truth in its fullest form. And I think that's what Jesus is, um, you know, he's doing here. He he relays truth. You know, he doesn't coddle people. You know, I think in this world, like, we're so um, against truth sometimes, unless it's, quote unquote, our truth. And so I really think that um, you know, like it's important to recognize that we as humans don't know everything because there is a limitation to human knowledge. There's only so much. There are things that even scientists can't explain, right? And I think that's that's important to note because it's like it's outside the realm of humanity, which means it's inside the realm of God. And, um, I think we ultimately have to trust God with everything um, that we kind of process about him and his word and everything, honestly, in general, um, all the situations that we go through, all the problems that we face, whatever here on earth. Um, But, you know, he tells us things and he asks us to do things that we don't even understand at times. And we don't see the understanding or the fullness sometimes until we're out of that situation. So, 
Um, yeah, I definitely want to do an update on this um, process of reading through John. Um, and I'll probably do that when I'm when I'm finished with reading John. Um, but if anybody's interested in like the actual Bible study that I'm going through, it's on the Bible app. Um, it's called the John 21 day reading guide. And so it just takes you a chapter through a chapter a day. And then there's like a little devotion with some questions to kind of answer and you can do it with friends or by yourself. I chose to do it with friends to keep me more accountable, but also to hear their ideas about what they think is like going on from chapter to chapter. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited and I just wanted to share that because I feel like it's important to share about what we're learning about Jesus, you know, because I think even that he uses to transform our lives and other people's lives. Um, but with that, I just wanted to challenge you guys. Like if there's anything that you are, maybe you're reading the Bible or maybe you're asking God some questions that you don't understand. Like, why is he answering like that? Whatever. I would even implore you to like go deeper with God, you know, go deeper with him, ask him that question, tell him how you're feeling and pray on it and allow him to reveal that to you and lean into him and ultimately trust him because we don't know everything. We like to think we do, but we really don't. And that is foolish to think that you know everything. Um, but yeah, guys, I just wanted to let you know, I love you. Thank you for listening. And Jesus loves you more. Bye, friends.